0: the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast.
1: This is the third part in our series on
0: questions from the Bible. In this episode we look at some of the
1: questions from the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 7, 8 and 9. The main
0: reading is Romans chapter 12.
2: So we're still digging digging for questions, because obviously questions, uh, we get good answers, and we find out that we don't know the answers sometimes, and uh, we need to dig a bit more. Thankfully, the Lord always has the answer. Um, So we were looking at the the Kingdom Manifesto, uh, Matthew 5, 6, 7, lots of questions there, we won't cover them all tonight, but we'll be here tomorrow morning. But let's let's, uh, get a few out. Um, Right, what was the first question you came up? First question that the Lord asked in that beatitude Matthew 5. I have done my No homework. Well, 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 well. Thank
1: I just
2: described my God. they salt. saltiness salt. Excellent. Very good. Wendy, top marks. <laughs> Teacher's pet. <laughs> um, well, let's read that so we know. the um, First question. Matthew five thirteen to 16. Matthew five thirteen to 16.
1: Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is then good for nothing, but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven.
2: Jesus, again, they understood, again, we understand a little bit about salt, but of course salt in those days was far more crucial and uh, was used in lots of ways, and we've looked at it, we had a preaching about salt just a few months ago, Um, could be used as, uh, that's where we get money, uh, salary, the Roman salarium, that's where the, and, of course, everything was used. Um, but interesting, um, it is a fact, um, so they say, that salt cannot lose its saltiness in and of itself. So, so what was Jesus told? about? How could he lose his saltiness? Well, the, he, he, we, he, they knew and they understood that, um, that it was always some snakes selling in the marketplace. So what they would do, they would get the salt and adulterate it, mix it with sand or something that looked a bit like salt. So you took it home and uh, you thought, oh, the salt, and you taste it. And then, what is this? So, yeah, so it, it can only lose its saltiness when it's compromised, mixed, it, it's adulterated with something, or moisture, it's diluted. Moisture gets into it and leaches into that, that, um, that salt and leaches out the, the, the properties from it. So Jesus knew what he was talking about. The very salt of, of, of the, the life of Christ, there's never anything wrong with that. The power of his word, uh, it, it can never lose its power uh, in us. But it does because it's mixed, it's adulterated. We compromise. Now, of course, in, when we when we married and, and when we in relationship, there's always a bit of give and taking it? compromise. You
0: get
2: up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's more. I'm, I'm you generally, I'm generally saying yes. I'm, I'm in the wrong again. I, I'm not, this is tape. But of course, when we come to God's word and God's uh, will and God's salvation, there is no meeting of halfway. There is no concessions. There's no settling. There's no. Um, Cut meeting halfway? Is there? No, 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 no. Because uh, God knows best. Now we don't like it sometimes. God speaks into our hearts, and but what we do, we must not adulterate that salt. Why? Because uh, He's talking about the life of Christ, the very life of the Lord. And uh, Mark and Luke say the same similar things. But let's listen to what how Mark puts it. Mark, uh, you go over there. Mark nine verse
0: fifteen. Salt is good, but the salt has. Have, uh, but if the salt have lost its saltiness, where will it be? Will you season it? How salt in yourself, and our peace, one with another.
2: Interesting, you see, salt is linked there, and we'll see in, in Luke 14. So that's, Salt is linked there, keeping your uh, fervor, saltiness, purity, vigor, life of Christ linked to being at peace with those around. Relationships, relation, very powerful. Keep at peace. As as uh, he said in Romans twelve, as much as it depends on you, keep at peace. And of course, we are always it's always someone else's fault, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But generally, it's t- it, how many takes? How many take to make an argument? <laughs> two, 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 two for an <laughs> argument. <laughs> um, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> t- t- yeah. Oh. But so we say, have saltiness. Don't lose your saltiness. And, and uh, one way of losing your saltiness is falling out a relationship, sure. allowing the peace. That's between people to fall, or peace between you and God. Why? Because you've allowed again, you've adulterated the word of God, the life of Christ in us. Luke fourteen,
0: Luke fourteen. In the same way, those of you who do not give up anything you have cannot be my disciples. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Mm. It is fit neither for the soil. Not for the they were It is thrown out. Whoever has years to you let them hear. Well, that's pretty clear, isn't it? And he links it with what?
2: Anyone who cannot give everything up for me or put me number one. That's when we lose saltiness. We dilute our experience with the Lord. He is God. And it's amazing. I was just a preacher on God's holiness Sunday morning. And I was just reading someone. He said Som- sometimes we... Um, we misunderstand, or we, we bring God down into it. You See, uh, he was being quite funny. He said, um, you know, when we talked about women, wear, women bringing hats, wearing hats. He said we should get people to bring crash helmets. He said because we're coming into the presence of Almighty God. Mm-hmm. He said the holiness of God. He said, I'm trying to be funny, um, but we understand what he was—the holiness of God. And um, when we, we when we don't put him right in the centre, we misunderstand. We we dilute the experience we have of course um again he was telling us uh, what salt was used for Jesus he was giving us some insight there um fertilizer It's no good for the soil see salt is good for the this the salt's good for the soil not too much okay it is the it is the amount but it's it's a good fertilizer and it's a good disinfectant isn't it, it brings purity what they would do in those days when they went to the toilet there was no uh, domestos or toilet duct. There was salt, and salt is a good uh, purifier, a good disinfectant. Salt. Don't lose our saltiness. Why? When saltiness comes, we bring life. We bring some purity as well. Um, in in my, I, I want them saved, but more than not swearing in front of me. But when they do they sorry, Dave. Um, and sadly, the ladies are worse than the men these days. But, um, and I say, oi, you shouldn't be swearing anyway. You know, Wash your mouth up. Because they're mostly younger than me now, so I can, no. I can, I can treat nice. them as daughters. Um, but you know what? We bring purity, don't we? We bring some purity about the place. Why? Because we have the life of Christ. But we also bring some, some passion. What does salt do? Salt, of course, we know it's absolutely vital for life. We don't have salt, we'll die. But salt brings a thirst doesn't it it brings a thirst and people again should say they have been with jesus and as peter said they will ask the reason for the hope that's within you and when people are not doing that when we're not bringing those 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 things into the situation then we've got to ask ourselves: lord have i lost my saltiness have i adulterated that which you've given me with a bit of the world uh, it's interesting the Bible tells us very clearly again we've looked at the world before it talks about friendship with the world loving the world of course being conformed to the world being squeezed we just read it or even being spotted by the world let none of those things happen he said why? because you'll lose a little bit of saltiness and the effectivity that we have will drift away we'll become the word's insipid isn't it Ach. And uh, no good for anything. Uh, But the Bible is very clear, isn't it? And let's read these verses. We'll probably look at these on Sunday as well. Uh, 1 Peter 1,
0: 13, 16. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you are when you live in ignorance, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. Or it is written, be holy because I am holy. Well, and the course
2: of course, the Bible is very clear about holiness, isn't it? <coughs> Set apart for him, to him. And um, that thing again, when we, are, we remember we're not absent from the world, we are present in the world, but again we often say, we're not of the world. We're in the world. we got our boat in, but we don't want any of the sea in the boat because the boat will sink. Yeah. As uh, as we see when we do that, when we see the saltiness of the church, well, it's a bit interesting. When we try and compromise God's word, how our effectivity dwindles. Uh, natural man would say, well, Dave, you've got, to, you've got to go with the times and compromise so you'll be attractive to people. People will come in. Well, that never works, does it? Of course it doesn't. See, the great, when, when people know what the church stands for, when it's clear, now there's grace, of course. Don't remember truth and grace. Truth without grace, you're in trouble. And grace without truth, again, you're in trouble. But there's a, there's a clarity. And you know what? When people need to know where to go to find truth, they'll go to the place where they're standing on the truth. As soon as you compromise and adulterate it, we've lost. We've gone the other way but the holiness of God. And uh, it is not an optional extra, is it? No, no. He says, be holy. Be holy as I am holy. And uh, that's not that's our, that's God's will. That's God's heart for us. It's God's command for us. Um, and of course, ultimately, as uh, <coughs> Paul could testify, it should be our testimony. Our testimony. So salt, this, this night, how can you do it? How can it be any good if it loses its saltiness? How can the church be any good if we're not salty? If we don't adulterate the word of God, the will of God, the ways of the Lord? Uh, he says, "Walk worthily of my name," doesn't he? Walk worthily of my of your calling. Bless, we got a we got a high calling and a holy calling. God has called us. Why do we so easily drift off? Don't we? We get our eyes off the Lord and eyes under this, eyes under that. And he says, "Now keep your saltiness. Why? Because in our saltiness, we bring uh, all those things that the salt brings into the into the situation. We are salt, and that we bring the life of Christ into our locality, into our workplace, into our neighbour, into our family. Father, help us. And when we see, we were just talking earlier about our land and Wales. We've had more revival than certainly England, and we are far, far worse. And we've got people running the show." are really godless, aren't they? Mm-hmm. That's why we the Bible says, pray for him. Absolutely, pray for him. We can, we we can mourn about him, and I, we all mourn about him. That's all right. But pray for him. Don't don't mourn without praying for him. Pray over them. Lord, save them. And uh, if if he thinks, uh, you know, it's interesting for someone to get on the dog and bone to Mark Trayford and say, well, come along, come along Saturday and listen. Don't judge before you listen. That's that's uh, foolishness. And uh, that's. Uh, if I knew his number, but uh, someone hopefully someone will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get, yeah. Come along, yeah. yeah. Get the gospel into people. Amen. Right, next question. Next question. What do we come up with? Oh, to to my, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Yes. <laughs> Matthew 5 verse 36. 46. Yeah, let's read those then. Uh, Matthew 5, I think I got 44 to at uh, the end, I think.
1: 43 to 48. 43 to 48, yeah. Love your enemies. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbour and hate your enemy." And I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the adventures. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are you are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect.
2: It's a great challenge. See, they must have been listening to this, and they were—they were absolutely taken away, taken back. Because he says, "Look, I'm not calling you to do what the natural man does. No, no, this is not natural. This is supernatural." He said, "Do good to those who do good to you. Love those who love you." Yeah. What good is that? He said, "Don't even." And I love Jesus because he always uses those extreme metaphors to 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 uh, uh, you know, grab their attention yeah. or bring surprise. He said, don't even the tax collectors do that. Now, of course, there were, there were, there were sort of uh, levels of people they didn't like, but the tax collectors were the worst, wouldn't it? They? they were the lowest the low, because even when Zacchaeus, uh, he said, how dare he go to his house? Because they were traitors and they were thieves. Double whammy. They were stealing off him because they were charging more tax than they should, and they were working for the enemy, the Romans. So Jesus was grabbing, grouch- he said, don't even the tax collectors do that. So come on. See, Christianity is not doing the natural what we think. No, no. Jesus is in rise now. Come on. This is supernatural. This is something high and beyond. You're loving even your enemy. You're praying for those who persecute you. And uh, when we have a job to love somebody, what do we do? I tell you the best way to do it is to pray for them. Pray for them. Oh, And then you begin to see them in a different light. You begin to see them as the Lord sees them. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, that's a big difference, isn't it? Because uh, my sight of that person is one-dimensional. It's coming through my experience with them, or sadly, past experiences that I've had with other people that I've now dealt with. That I'm seeing through, and that's called bitterness, or a little seed root of bitterness. So the Bible is very clear. Jesus is looking for a heart change. Our greatest weapon, greatest argument, a greatest, I suppose, attack of the church is the difference that Jesus makes. Is that people can say, you are different. Why? And we can say, Jesus. The difference that Jesus brings. Oh, yes, we are the first to apologize when we upset somebody in work or in the house. We are the first person, aren't we? Um, even though they probably, we can say we, we justify it. they deserved it, mm-hmm. do not they? They, 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 they wound me up, or they did this and did that. No, no, we are the first. Why? Because we are the children. And, and of course, that's the definition of the children. Let's see again, the change that God brings. Um, this is a really great verse for some people who, who are still saying that we can change the word of God and uh, what God thinks about certain things. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11. Or do
1: you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that... Is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the
2: Spirit of our God. That's a very clear passage, isn't it? Um, now, as we know, the Corinthian church was not a perfect church. to me, That's some real issues. But when he said, "Look, this is this is this is your old lifestyle, and uh, if you live like that, you will not inherit the kingdom of God." There's no argument, um, and uh, he lists those fleshly things, and there's obviously more we can add to that, but he lists those specific ones. But thankfully, he says then, this is what you were. See the change that comes. We we may be taught, sadly, that come to Jesus, uh, invite him into your life, and that you're okay. You're forgiven, and you can count. No, 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 this is what you were. There's a dramatic, you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified. There's a dramatic, this is what, there's there's that cutting off, there's a new creation. And so that's what the Lord is saying. Now, come on, he says, um, and this is proof, he says, um, be perfect, and he's very clear, isn't he? He says, uh, for your heavenly father is perfect. The implication is that we are sons and daughters. He's father, we are sons and daughters, so we are to... Portray him, reflect him, be like him. We carry, in a sense, his DNA. We are the, the, the children of the king. And the Bible says, we can, this is what this is what he gives us, but be careful. Let's read some verses uh, that the, um, the Bible tells us to watch ourselves. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6, 16, and then into verse 1 of chapter 7. What agreement
1: is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them, and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfect the holiness out of reverence for God.
2: You see, the one implies the other. He says, look, I will be with you, I'll be, you'll be my sons and my daughters, and of course goes into a new chapter sadly because but thankfully he says therefore which means because of the previous statement therefore what should you do purify yourself from all the contaminants body soul spirit perfecting holiness out of love and fear and might of the lord why because you're a child of god and uh, if anything you don't want to you don't want to displease the lord uh, when we were children, we wanted our parents to be proud of us. When we got teenagers, of course, we, we, we didn't care what they thought. Oh, if we got caught, man, we got in trouble. Um, but, we, but that idea of a pleasing father, him being proud, why? Because we don't want, a, we don't want anything that contaminates us, that spoils relationship. And there are myriads of that. He says, be careful. Be careful. Watch, watch what you join in with, because just before there be not equally and yoked, and there's lots of things that that can be. I mean, ultimately, I suppose the, the context there is business dealings. Of course, it does mean all, all always also relationships. Very careful. I remember um, a friend um, who was it who went into business with an unsafe person. Very not a wise choice, and he he really uh, he regretted it. Let's say. Um, Why listen to what God's going to say We have different value systems We have different priorities We have different perspectives don't we Because ours is the kingdom Ours is the Lord So um, he's saying now be very careful You are children of the Lord Now live like it Don't live like You scratch my back I scratch yours No 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 you scratch his back Even if he slapped you in the face Why because we are children of the living God Um, Philippians 2 16.
1: Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with trembling and fear, for it is God who works see you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless Children of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, as I have not run in vain or laboured in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all.
2: Yeah, well, again, we've looked at those verses, especially verse 14. That's a challenge, isn't it? Work out what Christ has put in us. Then he says, with our lips, grumbling and mourning and disputing and all this. Grumbling. Why? Because we are children of God. And children, we, we are shining for Him. We're holding on to God's word, but we're holding out to God's word. And it's no good us saying, this is God's word. It is the most, it's, it's His word, and it's the way to live. And then they'll say, well, are <laughs> you living according to it? Ah, mm. see, that's the thing. You see, one person says, got, you've got to look more like your Redeemer if I'm to believe in your Redeemer. And that's so true, isn't it? God wants us more and more to show him. And why? Because we're his children. So we see that the, the wonderful beauty that Christ brings in change. That is our greatest power, the change that Jesus brings in our lives. And uh, the thing is about salt is being there, isn't it? Sometimes we want to talk. That's fine. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's just being there. Because salt, by its nature, when it's there, brings its flavour. It floods, isn't it? I remember the first time Jackie forgot to put salt in, in the potatoes.
0: And it doesn't matter. It
2: doesn't matter how much salt you put on after, does it? it doesn't taste the same it's got to be in the it's got to be in the water and it pervading through and um i love salt i love salt but my nan my nan didn't like my salt and and uh, she said put your own salt in this my nan said and and then she loved it sweet to the she used to say to my mum where do you, where do you put the sugar in for this tart from the pond she said <laughs> Alice, uh, she's a character um, but it, to, it, why just being there it pervades it it goes through everything and that's what we are we are there just uh, Reflecting Jesus. So then, um, our last maybe our last question tonight. Next question, anybody? I go Matthew
1: six twenty five. Is not life more than food and a body more than clothes? Absolutely. Well,
2: mm-hmm. we've looked at this no. last I did I did
1: about like about
2: I did. worrying, haven't we? And uh, of course, Jesus he, in this this kingdom manifest, he, he's touching on all those areas of life that we we really grapple with: relationships, emotions. Behavior, belief, intimacy with the Lord, and how we see ourselves before the Lord. He's Father. Again, He emphasizes that we are children, and uh, here he comes to uh, that point where, depending on who we are, we all worry. Some of us worry a lot more. You know, just, but it would all come to us in, in one sense, in one area, because that's life, isn't it? Um, so let yeah, let's read that then. It's a bit, a little bit long, but it's a great few verses. Um, Matthew six twenty five to 34. I think we've got two people there.
1: Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his statue?" Twenty-whatever it is, I can't see. Twenty-eight. my so, okay,
3: so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the liberties of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today and tomorrow is thrown into the heaven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek he first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Shall be added to you. Therefore do not
2: worry about tomorrow, but tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day, it is its own troubles. Well, very clear, isn't it? And I love Jesus because he's asking them, isn't he? I mean he's teaching them but he's asking them the question. Why do you worry about your garments, your body your look, your body and because he he's really going internal eventually, isn't he? and He's saying their perspective is all wrong. They're looking at the clothes right, yeah. and you're looking after your body. And there's lots of people like that, They they got they got the Omani suit on, but they don't look after their body, They're putting up rubbish into it and not exercising and all those things we've looked at before. Um and he's asking why and why do you worry? Can it do any benefit to you? And we've we looked at those before. It's um unnecessary, as he said, because he's father. It's unfruitful, it doesn't help, it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't uh, give you any benefit at all in fact it'll take time off your life Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and of course ultimately it's unbecoming why because he's father Mm -hmm. of course we've said this before and again we've again maybe have to deal with father issues and that's a deep rooted deep-seated issue with lots of people but you've got to deal with it otherwise you'll be locked into that anxiety because you're not trusting father, you're distrusting his character. Now fathers, you know, our children never woke up, did they? Or oh, I'm fretting because I don't think I'll have food in the morning. I won't, my parents won't feed me. I'm fretting because I won't have any clothes to wear. They never fretted. Now, they wanted more clothes than they needed, it's definite, especially you ladies, yeah. and uh, if clothes and shoes and that, that. but never did they fret, why? Because good fathers, Provide that which is needed. And he says, and I, very interesting, he doesn't make a statement here, it's a question um, by you. oh, you have little faith. He didn't say, oh, you of little faith. It's a question, oh, you have little faith. Why is your faith so small? Because you don't know who Father is. See, when we know who Father is, our faith rises. Faith, how do we build our Faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. His word brings faith. Of course, when we're in his presence, the more we spend time with someone, the more we know them. You see, the more I don't like them then, but that's not correct. But when we're in the presence of the Lord, the more we love him, don't we, of course. The more we know his character, the more we know we can trust him. Thankfully, the Bible tells us, it encourages us um, to get a different perspective different value system don't uh, uh labor for that which is futile you can't take anything with us can we just read uh, news that came out a couple of 180 million that's going to cause more trouble that's going to cause more trouble to their life than 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 bring bring happiness isn't it they're going to have people on the phone. I'll be on the phone tonight. I mean, um, to, um, ringing up. Their, their family will be after them. And if I always remember, I, I remember uh, listening. Someone close to you didn't win that much. I think won a lot. And when they give them a house and they weren't happy because the house wasn't big enough and mm. considering how much they won. It causes no end of trouble, doesn't it? And uh, that's, that's been proved over the years. Let's read our last verse. Mm. Um, bless the Lord. Casting our cares on him. 1 Peter 5
1: six to ten. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may God of all but may the God of all grace report
2: mm. us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while prepare to establish, strengthen and settle in. see it's again challenge our character, our attitude be sober, be, be humble get before the humility. humility means we go to the Lord don't we mm. when we try to work it out ourselves as pride and we, we all like to do that we want you know, don't like to share things but come before the Lord but then he says cast again we know that we've talked about that word before. It means exactly the same as as casting those those clothes on that uh, mule, that donkey, of the disciples. It means they weren't going to get anywhere near that donkey because he'd never been ridden before. And uh, a donkey kick yeah, give him a good kick. So they were throwing, it was it was that casting from, from a good way away. And that's what he says to them. Throw it on the Lord, give it to the Lord. Why? Because he cares for us. He cares for us. What a great God. Um so tonight um, when Jesus is asking don't lose our saltiness because when lost ineffective insipid no power at all uh, Lord us personally as a church we want to be effective in these last days the world of course is going to get worse but oh Lord we said he would pour his spirit he will build his church there will be a, you know we want our families we're going to be as, as, as close to the Lord as possible to win them um, and of course then, uh, be different, our difference is our great weapon, don't go above and beyond, isn't it, above and beyond, pray for those who persecute you, love those enemies, amen, and of course then our our emotional state can be up and down, Lord, run to the Father, run to the Father, build your faith so you will not uh, be anxious, bless Lord.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.